Welcome everybody to M-Class Email. Hi, I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And on this program, we read your emails, we answer your emails, and we create an entire universe of Star Trek fan fiction by accident. Whoops. <laughs> or was it? I don't know. Maybe we influenced it and made it happen. Maybe we are in Star Trek right now. We're aboard Satellite M in the Beta Quadrant. Hit us up. It's freezing in here. <laughs> it's it's cold in space, it turns out. It's they, space windy out today. <laughs> they didn't they didn't tell us that at Starfleet Academy that it's cold in space. <laughs> they didn't tell us that? Oh, you think we would figure that one out. Maybe they did, but I just wasn't paying attention that day. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you didn't have to do that for security class. No, they were. We just played Doom all day. <laughs> Our first Damn, email. That's awesome. Our first email is from Sam, hi, who says, "Oh, hi, Trek boys and oh, girls. Hello. Hi, <laughs> all girls are also Trek boys. Yeah, it's just a. It is a gender neutral." Term. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm a proud Patreon supporter because I couldn't handle only having two podcasts from you guys, and you all can be two, and you all can be two with just one dollar yes. a month. Thank you, Sam. Sam knows what's up. <laughs> Give this man his dollar back. No, please don't. I need no, it. I got it. I got to need it. I need it. Uh, <laughs> 50 cents for the penny candy to survive. <laughs> Head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast if you'd like to follow up on Sam's beautiful offer. You too can be a patron. Earlier this year, I was going through the pilot episodes, and when I got to Voyager, my wife was excited and wanted us to watch the entire series. We oh soon got divorced, so I guess I dodged a bullet there. Anyway. <laughs> Is that fucking real? <laughs> Good God, if that's real, that's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. I think he wrote in once before and said that he was divorced, so... <laughs> I think that's 100% real. It was Voyager's fault. It totally... <laughs> Voyager ruins marriages. <laughs> that's goddamn hilarious. One of my favorite things about TNG are the odd things characters do, such as the way Riker gets out of chairs, how sternly Picard demands that his replicator make him tea, or how mm. O'Brien has the smoothest glide when he operates the transporter. Yeah. Are there any other things the actors do that you enjoy from TNG or any of the other series? Ooh. I love it when Cisco goes, ha ha! <laughs> yeah, that one's good. Uh, I didn't mean yeah. to become Mickey Mouse for a second. I knew it, you, man. I heard oh, boy. it. Man. Oh, boy. That's good Mickey Mouse. Hot dog! Dude. Wow, that's really good. Watch out, Pluto! <laughs> oh my god. it's I'm getting scared now that you turned I, into Mickey Mouse. Not yet. I haven't turned into him yet. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Don't sue us, Disney! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't... Uh, those are all... Those are good ones. I, I can't really, off the top of my head, think of one. Uh, you fucking better. I like when Nana Visitor smiles. Oh god. <sighs> This man's been thinking about Nana Visitor since the last episode of M. Class. Oh, man. I'm going to have to spend some time thinking about her some more later. Uh, anyway, um, the <laughs> I know. Seriously, though, like when she smiles, it's like the most genuine ass. Like, this is true. She's a really like good a, actress that way. Yeah. I think uh, just the natural way that O'Brien and Bashir act as friends around each other is yeah. really great. 
I also like when Quark screams and cries. <laughs> He's like, ah! I love I it like when that. Rom does something stupid and goes, Oh, brother. <laughs> uh, Moogie. Moogie. I love the way he says Moogie. Yeah. Um, I love <laughs> Spock's eyebrow raise. That's perfect. Like, every time his eyebrow raises, it, it conveys a different emotion to you yeah. as an audience member, which is crazy. It's, it's great. Damn, there's a lot, man. Michelle Nichols fan dance. Of course. It's <laughs> a good one. I do... Uh, Mine are all sexual. Is I, that weird? I lo- speaking of sexual, I love when Sulu smirks. He has such yeah. a smarmy smirk. Yeah, his smirk is is good. I think that's an overlooked part of TOS is how fucking sassy Sulu is all the time. He's a damn sassy boy. He always has some like quick little jab to make, yeah. some comment, and I love it. <laughs> Sulu like is who I would s- be. <laughs> I like how the Satan from Magus 2 is a Satan. Does that count? I love that he's fucking ripped for no reason. <laughs> I love that his arms are slightly out of proportion <laughs> to his body. That's cool. Uh, that's the Picard it. maneuver is always a classic one. Yeah, that's in the game. You can do slash Picard maneuver and you do it. That's great. He just yanks down the uniform. Because the uniform was too fucking tight. Yep. Way to go, Taylor. I like it when Wesley leaves the show. Yeah, I like it when Wesley leaves Twitter forever. <laughs> That's good, too. Hopefully that answers your question. He says, I really appreciate all the work you guys put into this podcast. It has rekindled my love for Star Trek and made me find a new appreciation for Deep Space Nine. The podcast has been a real bright spot in this dark chapter of my life. Thanks. Thank you. That means a lot. Lieutenant, and don't l- l- Lieutenant Junior Grade Sam from Portland, Oregon, of the USS Eggs Benedict Arnold. That's a crazy name for a ship, but I mean, why I would they name it that? Name. Why would they name it after? I guess they wouldn't name it after the guy. It's named after Eggs Benedict, and also a guy <laughs> named Arnold. Hey, Arnold. Yeah, everybody loves that show in the future. Football head. It's. This show seems kind of effortless. Yeah. Because we're really good at what we do. Because <laughs> we're amazing. Yeah. But, like, a lot of work does go into it. More than you guys probably think. Like... Yeah, I have to, like, massage Jeff's taut muscles every night. Yeah, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of them to go through. I so. say it's work, but, like, I really enjoy it, so... Well, it's like... I, th- I was just thinking about while I was reading that, the fact that, like... We do, like, three podcasts. Yeah, they fly, man. I we, mean, we crank them the fuck out. We do Sometimes three, three podcasts. Like, two of them are Patreon exclusives. Patreon.com slash podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them, this one, like, we do... We do, like, all the editing and stuff for this episode. We do two... We do four podcasts, actually. I'm lying. Yeah. Uh, we do all the editing for both of these episodes and, like... A weekend like Josh does, yeah. and then I make a piece of original art for every single episode of this podcast, which is much harder than the thing that I do. I would probably agree with that. I would, I would definitely agree. That's why I said it. But like, uh, that's like, I don't know any podcast that really does that. Yeah. It's crazy, uh, man. Uh, I guess we, Rider Club Radio does that, but I also do the art for that. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's nuts, man. 
You're welcome, is what I'm saying. You're yes. welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our next email. Thanks for the email, Sam. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a quick shout-out to uh, M-Class podcast listener Isaiah. Okay. Who wrote in an email, and we had a pretty deep discussion about some heavy issues. And I think we came out as better people because of it. So shout-outs to Isaiah. Thank you, Isaiah. He he specifically titled the email, Don't Read on Podcasts. So here goes. He started out by saying... Thanks, Isaiah. we have a, uh, 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 what's it called? What's that thing we can't talk about? The doctor? Non-disclosure? Dr. confidentiality. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're a scientist doctor. You're a wiener doctor, right? Yeah, I'm a wiener doctor. Well, you're a wiener scientist. I know all about the different wieners of the galaxy. How many? Did you know that Klingons have two wieners now? What? They didn't used to, but now they do. So holy shit! I know it's like really crazy. It's that revolutionary. We just sort of popped into existence one day. Here's two wieners. Our next email is from uh, Bart Simpson. Who's you do that every single time? <laughs> I'm hoping that one time it will be Bart Simpson. Hey there, Trek boys. Hi. Hope you're keeping warm up there during the holidays up in space. Thank you. He knows how cold it is. It is very cold in space, it turns out. No one can hear you be warm. That's the tagline. We did get all those blankets from Tapon and heaters. I can't wait till it's super cold up here in space winter and we get to drink, like, chai teas. You know, none of those heaters worked. Yeah, also, they probably don't work because on Vulcan you don't need heaters. Yeah. Because it's hot as fuck. They're, they're just fans. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Vulcan heater is a fan? It's crazy. Uh, anyway. To blow more hot air onto you. <laughs> I got a couple of pitch it or ditch it's One from me and one from my wife. Okay, excellent. P.O.D. 1. Jordy is talking to Guinan, explaining the last mission they went on. The Lady crew- Guinan! <laughs> The crew detects a small colony emitting a distress beacon and finds a settlement of aliens in hazmat suits. They explain that their life support system has failed, and the landing party begins helping with repairs. Jordy begins talking with the female engineer and begins falling for her, as Jordy is wont to do. Classic Jordy. But she keeps explaining to Jordy that they're not compatible. The Uh colony can't be saved, and the aliens hitch a ride to one of their other planets. Jordy modifies life support so they can coexist, only to reveal that the aliens are only six-inch tall furry creatures. The suits what? were built to make it easier for them to explore the planet. The episode ends with Guinan leaving him with the rest of the bottle and ten forward. <laughs> Jordy! Jo- I feel so bad for Jordy! Oh, man. That's a great, that's a great content. I love the, like... They're super not compatible. Like Jordy is like, what? Are, look, I'm in Starfleet. We can make this. work. We can right? make it work. It's love yeah. conquers all. Maybe and it could be kind like, of a heartfelt episode as well if the female engineer has like feelings back for him. Yeah, and they they just can't be together because they're yeah. so incompatible. Yeah, how would that even work? Jordy's weenus is like way more than six inches. Yeah, long. Jordy's dick is way bigger than this creature. I have all the dick specs in my lab. Yeah. It's that's what most of the information on our computers are. 
So. Sometimes they're just drawings of the dicks, but, you know, that like, counts as science. Like, I'm da trying Vinci to watch Family them. Matters, and this dude is just scrolling through giant fucking JPEGs of dongers right next to me. I mean, I would apologize, but it's my work. <sighs> POD2. Taking place during the DS9 Klingon War, we see Data captured by the Dahar Masters. Kor takes Data to be executed, but when he raises his gun, Data doesn't move. Since he's not afraid, running in fear, and refuses to fight back, Kor has no clue what to do with him. They take him back to the ship and leave, but space radiation knocks the ship on a collision course to the closest sun. Data, Data saves the day, then goes back into his cell calmly, explaining that he wishes not to die, as he will not go to Stovacor. They begrudgingly give him a shuttle to take to the border, and Kang names him One Who Needs Not Honor. Data episode pitch. All uh, pitching for data episodes. Yeah, that's like an easy way to get us to pitch, right? <laughs> uh, we both love data. It would be cool to see data with the Klingons. Uh, I don't think you get a lot of that, if not any. Not really. Uh, I'd like to see any. data with the Vulcans more, honestly. Yeah, that would be great. It would just be like them, like, just like silently loving every second of each other but like not really because they're like emotionless well it's like when data talks to spock and and yeah data's like it seems it doesn't make much sense to me that like i want to be human more than anything and you have the ability to be but you refuse you don't want to be human yeah, yeah. that's a that's great, great. It's, well i'm gonna pitch both of these you and your yeah. wife did a great job Pitch both. Pitch He's, times two. Have fun, fellas. Bart, Captain, Escape Capsule Theta 7, which was hurtling towards the sun last time. This dude is on a damn adventure, dude. Like, how are you still sending messages to us? How does he talk to his wife up there? You know, we were hurtling towards the sun, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, something happened. We fixed it. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I feel like... I remember dying. Don't you? No. I have no memory of this. Hmm. <laughs> oh, well, I'll take my supplements, and I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> maybe we experienced some kind of time shift. Or maybe I could, if I could examine your dick, I could get to the bottom of this. Stop mystery. grabbing my dick! I'm not... I'm a doctor! Look, I'm, we're fine. It's fine. I'm not grabbing it. Ow! My dick! I'm over here. I'm not even near you. <laughs> Oh, wow, what's wrong with my dick? Man, maybe you need a doctor. <laughs> maybe I need a dick doctor. Well, I guess you're going to have to figure that one out yourself, because, you know. Have you been taking those supplements that Starfleet sent us? What's in them? I don't know. It says it says forget all on the front of it. Forget all? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Maybe I am taking them, and I just forgot. Oh, that's not what they're for, is it? I wouldn't know because I don't even remember that. I, I forget. Anyway. Maybe if I look at their dicks, I can figure out what they're for. <laughs> they're pill dicks. Everything's got a dick. Trust me. Our next email is from Josh Pretenderson. <laughs> That's a crazy name. Who says, Ahoy, track boys. That sounds like him. This is that guy that loves you guys in your show. <laughs> okay. The one guy. Yep. The only Good. one. <laughs> Good, good. I wish I could help support you fellows on Patreon, but I recently moved... Next email! (laughs) Sorry, Josh Pretenderson. (laughs) 
that was that was brutal. Sorry, go on. I recently moved my family into a new place and have been struggling financially since. Now I feel terrible. <laughs> Unfortunately, having a wife and two kids is expensive as fuck. Yeah, I understand. Everything is getting better, and soon I can pitch a few dollars to my favorite ensigns on Satellite as long as you, As long as you listen, it's, you don't feel ever feel bad. You do what you gotta do, yeah. man. You, know? you shouldn't feel bad for not giving us that's free not money. That's like, what are yeah, you? That's, yeah, that's not what this is. <laughs> it's like if you want to support us a little bit extra, right. that's what the Patreon's for. Right. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Uh, your show has helped me get through life slash work without having to talk to other people and only listen to you guys. Wow, that is an amazing gift. I'm not even being sarcastic. <laughs> I meant to have this email in sooner, but I forgot. I do love the email episodes, and I get a weird tingle when I hear you read this dumb shit. <laughs> it would be dope as fuck to meet you guys someday. Much love from Texas. Have a nice day. Sincerely, Josh Pretenders. That's the thing that they say there. I've never been to Texas. Have a nice day. Say, have a nice day. And they and they say, uh, the stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. I learned that from We both clapped on that one, everybody. <laughs> I'll just sync up those claps. Good luck with that shit. Thank you, uh, 100% not Josh Pretenderson. I can see your real name at the top of the email. It's but not me. I didn't I'm write not going to say it. Our next email is from Phantom Thief Goofus. Love that Goofus. Love that Goofus. <laughs> and he titled the email, I'm defecting from yo mama. Oh my god. Goddess. Those are coming back, right? Goddess good. What's my favorite yo mama joke, you ask? I'll tell you. <laughs> Hold on, let me grab some of this forget all real quick. <laughs> Get ready. You're going to want to hear it and then forget I'm it. I'm ready. Yo mama is so stupid, she put lipstick on her forehead just to make up her mind. That's pretty good. I'll that put the pills bad. down. That's pretty that good. one's all right, right? That one's my favorite one. Goofus writes, Ahoy, Trek boys. Hello. Happy yearly microcosm of why capitalism sucks day. Or Black <laughs> Friday or whatever you call it. Damn, he's right. I hate it. I don't know what capitalism is because I'm from the Star Trek future. Yeah, we don't have that shitty archaic e economic system anymore. We have, like, free replicator shit now. Yeah, Dumbo. I can just fucking Black Friday myself some fucking deals out of my computer. Yeah, I fucking replicated up some dope jeans yesterday to yeah. show off my ass. <laughs> he did. He won't stop talking about it. My ass looks great. It does. I'm not going to say it doesn't. <laughs> Are you ready for some pitches or ditches? I'm ready. You better be, you turkeys. I said I was. Peyote <laughs> one. Q tries to steal Christmas by going back in time and terminating baby Jesus. All right, ditch it. This but, is too fantastical already. But he later finds out that Picard doesn't even celebrate Christmas, and neither does really anyone in the future, so he abandoned the plan and watches reruns of Quantum Leap. Uh, technically, we have canonical proof that Picard does celebrate Christmas. When was that? He uh, generations. He goes into his fantasy world. Oh, he's, yeah, and there's, like, time. Christmas, and he has a wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, like, the holiday season still exists. They probably still call it Christmas, but, like... Probably. Whatever. 
It's just whatever it it's is. It's like how we celebrate Halloween, but we don't fucking sacrifice a demon. It's like how whatever. I celebrate Christmas, but I don't fucking believe in that shit. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> B-plot, Data replicates a bunch of puppies and tries to hide them from Picard. All can right. you rep- can you replicate puppies? That's like terrifying and like very very dark. Yeah, you can't create life with the replicator. Yeah, no, that's that's not. You can't. Uh, I'm gonna ditch this episode. That's creepy. Sorry, goofus. What if one of the puppies is evil? <laughs> You're like disgusted by the evil. <laughs> Ew. Ew, gross evil. Ew, evil puppy. POD2, TOS, it's a bunch of vignettes and we get to see a bunch of alien holidays. And Kirk teaches Spock about the true meaning of the winter solstice. B-plot, Bones has to deliver all the presents for Santa while fixing his appendicitis. (laughs) Pitch it. I'll I'll pitch it, especially if Santa is like some weird alien that's pretending to be Santa. I'm (laughs) from I'm the wizard of Santa's. <laughs> I'm the wizard of presents. I'm the wizard of presents, and it's Santa. Holy shit! It would really would be, be Santa from like that histo- would be it. like historical Santa too. That would be it. That would be it. Yeah, and he would be best friends with the Satan from Megas too. <laughs> of course, their name is practically the same. Uh, Follow up question. I'm going to steal Christmas. This is the calling card, and this is the heist that's going to put Cool Crimes, Inc. on the map, baby. Oh, God. Cool Crimes, Inc. is back again. (laughs) Signed, Phantom Holiday Thief Goofus, founder and CEO of Cool Crimes, Incorporated. (laughs) I love Cool Crimes, Incorporated. Do you guys sell shirts? I would definitely buy a Cool Crimes, Inc. shirt and a Love That Goofus shirt. The way I see the Cool Crimes uh, font is it's like... Uh, like a neon sign, <laughs> and it's like kind of curvy. Great. It's like it's like at a forty-five degree angle. You know what I mean? Oh, like, for fuck! Yeah, and it has like a circle of neon around it. Yeah, for no reason. Okay, so our next email is from Spivzy. This fucking guy again. It's titled "I've been having a hell of a time." <laughs> he writes, "You <laughs> trek boys channeling would... my dad." <laughs> he writes. You Trek boys would not believe the week I've had. <laughs> I, be- I believe it. As you know, we've been having a bit of trouble in the USS Tapon's radio show. <laughs> Hoteen tried to take over Tapon's time slot, which was a bit of a dick move. Yeah. They started having an argument on the bridge when Hoteen tried to pants Tapon, but he missed and accidentally hit the thrusters. <laughs> the They're sh- in the same place. <laughs> The ship started going warp five, and unfortunately for me, I was hanging off the side of the ship cleaning the windows. Oh man, you're fucking dead, dude. I let go for a second to pick up my wash rag, look back, and the goddamn ship disappeared. Man, that would, like, wreck your whole day, man. (laughs) I floated there for about three days when this Klingon ship uncloaks and picks me up. I'm thinking, great, I can have something to eat. But the Klingons start throwing my bucket around and saying, catch it, catch it. So I start crying. And the Klingons start calling me a bucket pussy and all this shit. (laughs) A fucking bucket pussy? So I cry some more, and they all start getting really embarrassed by me and throw me out the airlock. Good thing they didn't murder you for all that crying. (laughs) Anyway, I'm hurling at a really high speed towards what looks like Dagobah now. 
I'm probably going to die unless there's a really big trampoline or something on the you surface of this planet. You know how lucky you are to go near a planet after that? You know how big space is, dude? It would take you, like, infinity amount of time to get to a yeah. planet. If you were lucky enough to get, like, towards a planet, then there's definitely enough chance of luck that there's a trampoline on the surface. You're fine. Yeah. Wish, he he finishes. Wish me luck, freelance window washer Spibsy, formerly of the USS Tapons radio program. Pitch it. <laughs> Fuck you, bucket pussy. You bucket. That's a, that's gonna be a thing. <laughs> you bucket pussy. Quit being such a bucket pussy about you, this. You're being a real double dumbass right now <laughs> with this double bucket, bucket pussy. pussy on you. <laughs> double bucket pussy on you. <laughs> Oh, uh, thanks for that email, Spibsy, and good luck. Yeah, you're gonna die. <laughs> uh, our our next email is from name withheld upon request. Okay, this this person. The title is boy. <laughs> they write. Greetings again, Turek boys. This is Lieutenant Commander Jonas Engman, now of the USS Estonia. Named after another mm-hmm. ship that's famous in Swedish history. The, the USS- Estonia? Yeah. It's the country now. Uh, his- it's, it's been a country for like hundreds and hundreds of years, Josh. No, We're it's in been the a future. country. No, it's been a country only since after World War One. Learn your history. We're in the future. <laughs> the USS yeah. Vasa unfortunately space sank shortly Again? after being launched. Luckily, the space over Sweden is so cold, it was well-preserved and is now displayed in a museum. Thank God. I'm sure this new ship will have a long and prosperous career free from ironic parallels to historic predecessors. (laughs) Just like the Titanic 2. Hypothetical. I'm going to keep trudging on the sci-fi continuum track I embarked on in my last email and proceed Mm -hmm. to wed two concepts from M-Class Emails episode 26. Namely, the basketball team thing and the crossover thing. Uh-huh. I was thus reminded of a first date I went on where we discussed how we would put together a starship crew with characters from Tolkien's Middle Earth. It was a really <laughs> good first date. That sounds like a married-worthy first yeah. date. I hope you didn't ask her to marry you, though. That's On the that. first date. <laughs> yeah, don't do that unless like you totally can get away with it. I'd be interested to hear how you would do that as well. Uh... Well, Aragorn is captain, right? Yeah, for sure. Aragorn's uh, definitely going to be captain. I guess uh, Gandalf is a science officer because he does the most sciencey type stuff. I guess it's true. I mean, I mean, uh, what's I guess his the name Hobbits does? are all going to be red shirts, right? They're all going to be like the little security guys. Yeah, they're like the guy from the new movies, that little guy that they have. Chekhov. Oh no, no, the little like alien dudes. Uh, Scotty's like whatever the fuck. His butt bunny. His his Muppet bunny. His Is Muppet. That <laughs> um. <laughs> well, like, I guess. Like Gimli can't reach the pedals, so. I guess Legolas could be the pilot since he piloted all those monsters he surfed around on. Well, he can know. surf on some waves and stuff, like some ion waves. Sure. Yeah. I guess the problem comes in that none of them are going to know how to use any of this technology. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. They need, like, some training, I would think. 
Who else is in that movie? <laughs> yeah, Boromir. He could be... Uh, Boromir's a red He shirt. could actually fucking die on the first <laughs> mission. Oh, Boromir, you I guess idiot. it's like you, your starship crew is just the Fellowship, right? I guess so, but like you could also have Arwen and stuff. Right? Sure. And uh, Eowyn, she could be there. Eowyn, Eowyn could would be, be the doctor. Eowyn would be a good... She'd be a good doctor, but she'd also be a good, like... Head of security. You think? Oh, she's tough, yeah. Yeah, she's tough as fuck. Yeah, no man can kill Yeah, that so, thing. like, Arwen would be more like the chief medical officer. Yeah, because she does that chant, and she saves Frodo's arm. Yeah. So yeah, that makes there sense. There you go. <laughs> Solved it. Uh, here's a peyote for you. Okay. A TNG. The Enterprise is assailed by a Borg ship for some contrived reason. Sure. The ship escapes with minimal damage to the ship and crew, but one crewman is assimilated in the battle and taken to the Borg ship. Upon oh, examining no. the identity of the lost crewman, they find that no one really knows who they were. What? They were a social outcast, had no real friends, and had a very difficult time interacting with anyone. That sounds very unlike the Enterprise. Is this... Barkley? <laughs> Uh-oh. They find numerous signs of very high intelligence and selfless ambition, personal free time projects improving things unremarked for the ship and its crew. Is this a commentary on my life? Be and, and marvel how such a character could have flown completely under the radar aboard the Enterprise. They engage the ship again in order to rescue the crewmen and succeed. They're, uh, they're taken back to the ship and de-assimilated. The crewman yeah. is initially happy to have been rescued, but the experience has changed them. They had lived what? a miserable and lonely existence before the assimilation, even contemplating suicide without even realizing there All could right. be a different experience to life. This is before, great. This is great. I love be, this. Yeah, before having felt the communion of the collective. This is great. They begin to look back... Uh, but everyone initially regards the idea... They want to go back. They long to go back. They want to go back to the collective, yeah. But everyone initially regards the idea as insane, the crewmen themselves included. They go to Troy for therapy, but as their session proceeds, eventually they both start thinking that perhaps assimilation really is the best thing for this crewman. Oh, no. The crewman is not allowed to leave the Enterprise, but ul ultimately they escape and are reassimilated. I love it. Troy is sad in many ways. At the crewman's departure, sad to have lost them and sad that their world cannot find a place for them, but in some ways also glad because she knows that for them, they may have gone to a better place. You could have him talk to Picard about, like, 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 like Troy is like, I would like you to talk to somebody, and it's Picard, and he, like, really doesn't want to talk about it, right? Yeah. He's all Picard about it. Uh, but he also is like totally against it because it's insane, right? From his, he would be view, the one crazy. who would absolutely be completely against yes. it. I love this. This is great. Troy I discusses with others and Data with his own unique perspective on individuality, bringing how, how drones who are removed from the collective initially resist reintegration into their old lives on the grounds mm -hmm. of some sense of loss and having left the collective. But they're always ultimately persuaded by some unassailable sense of worth of individuality. But there are definitive advantages to the collective as well. They include that perhaps, for better or worse, some people are more disposed to finding a meaningful life there than in their society. That may be the Borg are horrifying to us largely because they are so different to us, rather than their way of life being objectively bad. 
And maybe right. if the Borg could be persuaded to only assimilate with consent, they could actually be a force of good in the universe, even when rivaling that of the Federation. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, what is their names? Shit. They're in Voyager. They're so, like the Continuum? Not the Continuum. The, are you talking fuck. about the Kazon? No, they have, they're like the Borg who, like, make their own matrix inside of the collective and they like go into the matrix and like hang out and they have like their old bodies and stuff. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Fuck. Oh my God. It's going to drive me crazy. They're in uh, STO too. Oh my God. Uh, your own ever devoted and most heartfelt friend name here. You introduce yourself at the beginning and then don't write your name at the end. I'm That's confused. Great. That's that was so good. Yeah. I'm going to pitch that. That's a really great episode idea. Tackling the Borg from a different perspective is, like, the one thing that's kind of missing yeah. from the Borg as a whole. They're space zombies, but, like, like you said, like, what if, like, they're just, like, there had to be a reason that the Borg started, right? Yeah. And, like, what you're hitting at, I think, is, like, what the Queen would have felt. The Queen would have been, like, there's got to be a better way. And then she just becomes, like, obsessed with, like, improving herself. I love it. I love this. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% pitch. Cooperative. The Borg cooperative. Nailed it. Uh, Fuck cooperative. yes. You nailed it by looking it up. Good job. I didn't look it up. I didn't. I couldn't think of the word, and then I because I wouldn't know how to search it, so I just I remembered it. Trust oh, me. Oh, well, I believe you. I'll believe you this time. <laughs> this time. Thanks for the email, Jonas, which is your fucking name right at the what? end of the email. Uh, our next email is from Crash Space Danger. This, this sounds good. <laughs> the uh, the title of the email is Someone's Banging on the Side of the Satellite. There's a guy out there. <laughs> ah, thanks for the assist. Even these mighty biceps couldn't protect me from the coldness of space for too long. The name's Crash. Commander Crash Space Danger. Oh my I God. laugh confidently in a manner that would be off-putting were I not so good-looking. Right. <laughs> he is good-looking. I hear tell this is the place to come if you want to meet the two most handsome ensigns in Starfleet. All right, what do you want? <laughs> this guy is so charming. He's got so many muscles. I see through his glinting muscles and probably hot-ass dick that he has under his clothes. I put my foot on the control panel and lean on my knee in an approachable yet authoritative manner. <laughs> you just said that out loud. <laughs> is he narrating the script of his life? So here's the deal, fellas. I was just getting back from donating a third of my blood to Bajoran war orphans. Nothing Jesus. you folks wouldn't have done when I find myself getting a tad lightheaded. Wouldn't you know it, Romulan warships appear and start firing. Dinged up the old starship a tad and darn thing goes and explodes on me. <laughs> I fired myself out of the torpedo tube and rigged up a phaser using my communicator and some shoelaces. Nothing Damn, they don't teach you at the fuck. academy. <laughs> I took out three of the blighter ships with it. Damn. And here's where I find myself at a bit of a crossroads, friends. I'm due to rescue a little lady who got herself stuck in a volcano down on Panthus 4. But as you can see, I'm between transports. Uh -huh. I'm going to need you boys to call me a pickup. And I'm going to need a place to crash the next couple of days. <laughs> uh, name puns. I love them. <laughs> a little space danger humor for you, little guy. 
No, don't you mind me none. I can be quiet as a mouse when I need to be. I'll just sit in the corner and meditate on my past adventures. Swell. I'll be putting in a good word and letting Starfleet Command know there's a couple of stand-up chaps working on Satellite M. Now it's time for me to do crunches. Oh, no. He's just doing them. <laughs> he just started. He didn't even wait for us to answer. Yeah, I mean, I'll get you. I'll call the USS Uber over here. I'll get you to where you're going. <laughs> we, we have, like, an old shuttle. It's not a runabout. It's a shuttle. Yeah, that's probably fine. I mean, we can put the pull-up bar in there or whatever. He's still just doing the crunches. He's not even listening. Oh, God. <laughs> How... How did he do all that crazy stuff? That's insane. He's... Man, he's really going at it with those crunches. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to look at it as, like, I'm afraid that I will go blind. <laughs> Alright, I guess we'll move on to the next email. Okay. Bye, Dangerfield. <laughs> I guess bye he's just here. Bandicoot Field. <laughs> I guess he's just here now. Our next email is from Hoteen. Oh, no. Who says, Two in a row. <laughs> who says, greeting, Trek boys. This is Hoteen. I know we haven't been formally introduced, but it appears one of my overly enthusiastic fans hijacked my boss's communicator and sent you guys a message. Hmm. Maybe I should do this one in a voice, too. What do you think? <laughs> I don't remember Hoteen's voice. I was just thinking. I was like, what was Hoteen's voice? Greetings, Trek boys. Oh, he's so evil. Ugh. This is Hoteen. I know we haven't been formally introduced, but it appears one of my... Overly enthusiastic fans hijacked my boss's communicator and sent you guys a message. Damn you. Please accept my most sincere apologies about that. You sound so sarcastic in that voice, Hoteen. One cannot hope to control their most zealous fans. One day I'm sure you'll learn that. Yes, thank you for the passive-aggressive compliment. <laughs> Congratulations are in order, however. It appears that your little broadcast has made quite an impression in the Romulan Empire. Oh, Why, sweet. I'd say yours truly has a wider Romulan audience. Hmm. Do be careful what you say. One can never be too cautious these days. This is all threats. This is just all threats. I don't like this email anymore now that I'm doing the voice for it. I don't like saltines at all. Oh, and what a shame about Captain Riker. I don't know what possessed him to enter the neutral zone. Damn you. I've heard rumors that he may have defected, in which case I'm sure he's being treated with the utmost hospitality. In any case... Fuck you, Hoteen. <laughs> I know he's a big fan of your modest broadcast, so I'm sure he'd be very happy to I hear... I love you, Captain Riker! <laughs> I'm sure he'd be very happy to hear the following message. Oh no, no, no! We're not gonna, we're not gonna do the fool, no. fool me twice, shame on yeah, you. Yeah, no, next thing it's gonna be like fucking Captain Data's gonna be in. It's gonna, oh my god! Also, Captain Riker listens to our show. Pretty sweet, right? That's Maybe, awesome. Is he a patron? I hope so. I hope he's sending all of his gold press latinum over. He doesn't need it. No, he's just Trash. fucking... It's whatever to him. Who cares? Yeah, he just get more of it. I'm sure he would just be broken if he didn't hear that message. Mm. Trust me when I say he'll be quite relieved to hear that. 
God, he's so evil. Hoteen, you're like the villain of this fucking show. Yeah, he really is. We have a Ew, villain now. I hate you. Before I depart, I once again must apologize for my fan. Calling your kind flatheads was in very poor taste. That doesn't make any sense. Although, even you have to admit your heads are quite featureless. What, like a Frankenstein? I think he means we don't have forehead ridges or nose. Oh, we don't have like the bumps on our heads or whatever? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) alright. Oh, yes. And of course, your quaint little tradition. Let me offer you a little peyote. Oh, cool. He's doing a a peyote. Pitch it or ditch it. Romulan engineers disassemble the Titan and adopt its multi-vector assault mode into our own warbirds. With this new armament, cloaked assault may finally be realized. Damn, dude. Good thing this is a fantasy, and it's a ditch it for me. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and ditch that. Federation patriot, sir, so uh, maybe if you would kindly uh, fuck yourself. Until next time, Hoteen, leader of the Tog Park morning radio show (laughs) aboard the USS Tippon's radio program. Who is letting this guy just broadcast this crazy shit? I, I didn't say the message out loud, so I'm real happy about it this time. Thank God. I, I don't need double court-martialed. <laughs> they cancel each other out if you get two of them, though. <laughs> it's like double jeopardy. It doesn't, this can't happen. I haven't been court-martialed yet, guys. I'm fine. I've never been court-martialed. You got court-martialed to end up here. I took this forget pills, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I swear I remember falling into that sun and dying. Hey, man, I don't know. It's a new episode. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, next email. (laughs) Our next email is from Joe. Hi, Joe. Who says, Dear Trek Boys. Hi. Lieutenant Junior Grade Joe here, taking a break from doing some calibrations aboard the USS Thermopylae to write an email to you fine fellows. Thank you for taking time out of your busy work schedule. He put calibrations in quotes. Does that mean, like, is that a euphemism? Are you cranking it? A dick? I'm a dick scientist. I know all the euphemisms (laughs) for jerking off. Is calibrations one of them? Yeah. I mean, it can be. (laughs) Anything can be. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. I was recently catching up on some of your patron-exclusive podcasts and how wonderful it is to be a patron of you 2 Indeed. Oh my god, I love this email. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was very interested in the nostalgia episode of Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit. Mm. I thought about nostalgia, and I'm putting my nerd visor on here. He capitalized Yay. visor like Jordy's visor. <laughs> is that also a euphemism for jerking off? It does make you go blind. <laughs> Clever. But the word itself, in its Greek origin, means something like pain of homecoming. This is often overlooked when we think about nostalgia today, but I think it's relevant. The painful realization that we will never have the same experiences with things we had when we first encountered. You can never go home again, right? Mike and I always used to say that. You can never go home again. We should keep this in mind when new iterations of things we love get made. That magic that made us fall in love in the first place can never be recaptured. 
I think they should keep that in mind when they try to skewer me out of my hard-earned dollars. Yeah, to... I think they should make good things. Yeah, they should probably go back to trying. That That's what I think. <laughs> anyway, I started writing this so long ago that I'm feeling nostalgic for that first sentence. <laughs> oh, my heart. <laughs> oh, you can never go home again. With love, I mean admiration and camaraderie, Lieutenant mm-hmm. Junior Grade Joe, a.k.a. Rather Be Frothing. <laughs> nice. Peace and long life. Thanks, Thank Joe. Great. That's great, man. He's on the pa- he's on the uh, Discord, the Patron Discord. Oh hell often. yeah! He's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Our next email is from Rich. Hi, Rich. Rich the Peyote Master. Oh no, it's gonna be another great one. Oh no, something I'll love. <laughs> I'll feel nostalgic about it and then have to hate it later. He says. In 2394, a pair of ensigns stood before a Starfleet court-martial for buffoonery and general j- grab-assing. J- j- is the fucking A-team theme playing right now? Please tell me the A-team <laughs> this, theme These playing. men promptly did pee-pee in their uniforms, begged for leniency, and were sent to Satellite M. This is the A-team. I knew it. Today, still unwanted by Starfleet, they survive as doofuses of misfortune. I knew it. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, if and if you can find them, maybe you still shouldn't call the <laughs> Trek If I remember, I'll put it in. That's amazing. <laughs> New TNG Season 8 Peyote for your approval. Title, Fight or Flight. Mm-hmm. Reg Barkley's life on the Enterprise is going great. He's even been given responsibility for an engineering shift management position. What? But when there's an emergency, he freezes, and Jory's called to sort the situation out when he's off-duty. Hmm. Troy wants to try something with him, a betazoid technique that shuts down the reptilian part of the brain responsible for our fight-or-flight response and make it easier for Reg to process panic. Can she do that to me, too? But the, the technique doesn't work. Remember when he turned into a spider? <laughs> Yeah, apparently he doesn't have a lizard brain. He has a spider brain. (laughs) At another appointment, Deanna is counseling another ensign, but gets distracted and lashes out when her patient challenges her diagnosis. She apologizes, obviously unnerved. Uh Uh-oh, it's backfired. On the bridge, the same ensign responds to Riker's command to change course by breaking down in tears. Damn! Later, in 10 forward, Riker responds to a joke from Geordi by punching him. Eventually, everyone is responding to stress in an unhealthy way, lashing out or avoiding. Eventually, the crew starts forming factions suspicious of each other. With Data and Reg, the only two seemingly unaffected, they go to Picard for help, only for Worf to come in and deactivate Data. What? (laughs) Reg is now alone, and everyone is succumbing to their fears. Troy's technique is transferring Reg's state of panic like an infectious disease amongst the crew. Reg, Reg. Reg uses his engineering prowess to trigger life support to fail on the bridge so that he can get onto the bridge and lock out command functions. He's able to send a distress signal to the nearest Starfleet vessel with a betazoid and anesthetizes. 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 
the cr- the rest of the crew just as they break into the bridge. Jesus fuck. When the crew are purged of Barkley's fear, Picard calls him into his ready room. Reg fears he's going to be dismissed, but Picard confides that he respects Reg because joining Starfleet with all of his phobias makes him one of the bravest people Picard has ever met. Oh my god, he's the best captain. Super pitch. This sounds like a fucking fun, tense-ass episode. Rich, you're killing me with all these episodes that I'll never get to see. Peace out, Trekkie bees. Rich. damn it, Rich. Plain and simple Taylor aboard the USS Tapons radio show. Don't listen to that other guy, Saltines. He's a dick. Yeah. How do you stay on a ship with that asshole? I hate him. (laughs) Um... You might not be able to see the full episodes of these, but Rich has contracted me to do some <gasps> like M-class style episode art. Oh my for god! For his pitch it or ditch it's, and I'm really fucking excited to start That's doing awesome. this. Because <laughs> I you. love Rich's stories so much. I'm dude. Oh man. Honestly, like, Rich mentioned that he's writing a novel, and I'm really excited to read I that. I would buy the fuck out of that novel. Yeah. Because he is a great fucking writer. Yeah, man. Oh, well, thank you for that email, Rich. So much. Can you guess oh, who our next email is from? Oh, no. Is it Tapon? It is Tapon. God damn it. It's it's a, it's a lengthy one, too. He, he wrote oh, us a little Oh, what a shocker. Novel. What a fucking shock. Wow, you hate Tapon. <laughs> Look, I'm just a little bit more McCoy to Tapon Spock here. You are going to be a racist against Tapon, aren't you? Yeah, but it's a funny racism. <laughs> so it's okay. It's not really racist. I love him. I just can't tell him that because he's a green-blooded hobgoblin. But anyway, he starts his email with Ensign Pennington. Ensign Henderson. Oh, what a change of pace for Tapon to start his email. <laughs> Trek boys. As has become customary in our correspondence, I must begin my message with an apology. The Uh previous communication was not sent by me, but rather sent under my name, or more accurately, sent spuriously with what I assume is a deliberate misspelling of my name in an attempt to elicit laughter at my expense. I am sorry that it caused you distress. Well, now I know nothing makes a Vulcan more upset than a misspelling, so... (laughs) That's why I keep saying it. (laughs) If you must know, I was busy interviewing a young Cardassian named Rich. He had put you two down as references, and although I do not see the logic in it, my radio show now has its own tailor. Hire him! He's already been hired! His radio show has a tailor! Hire him again! There is an old Vulcan saying, If one chef can make a satisfying stew, two chefs can make an even more satisfying stew. It's very And logical. logic dictates that three chefs, and so on, and so forth. You know, it is a very long proverb. I think the central idea is communicated. I get it. <laughs> wow, Rich put us down as references. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Oh, man, you are barking up the wrong tree on that one, bud. One time, Rich saved a puppy from Klingons. One time, Rich replicated a puppy, and it wasn't evil. (laughs) One time, Rich transported the lady or people who were transported from the original motion picture back into people again. Oh, my God. 
That's how good he is. Is this dude gonna stop doing fucking crunches or? Man, I don't know, man. Just don't even look. Just put a blanket over him Stop. or something. All right, I'll throw a blanket over him. Just he's forget he's It's here. still moving. It's still moving. I mean, I'm, he's he's stuck in a loop here. I don't know. However, the communique was partially correct. A new host has indeed been added to the Tapons radio station lineup. And Who is it? Exhausting ex-sub-commander from the Romulan Star Empire named uh, Hoteen. I hate Hoteen. Our Ferengi financier... Mo Latinum decided our listeners should be a rapper from the 90s. Mo Latinum. <laughs> the 2390s, Mo Latinum. Decided our lead- listenership needed a boost. At least that assumption has indeed proven accurate. Our listeners from Romulus have increased by roughly 850%. <laughs> That's good, I guess. Oh, it's not so good. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get (laughs) court-martialed. Yeah. Fuck you. (laughs) It's going to happen again. Don't laugh. (laughs) It's funny. What are they going to do, send you to this place twice? Fuck it. Oh, God, I hope not. Yeah. As someone seems determined to besmirch my name, I thought it prudent to confide its origins, Hmm. giving you some background on my current position on the USS Tapons radio. Uh, Oh, this is going to take forever. (laughs) My life began on Vulcan, son to Sobok and Tavel. My father, an eminent xenobiologist. My mother, a musician specializing in the Vulcan harp. Uh, Jesus yes. Christ. Uh, I considered her vocation S- illogical. I excelled in my youth. I partic- yeah. uh, participated in Cas Swan. Oh my god. Uh, I was the first and only of my siblings to endure the Cas Swan. Vulcans don't have hopes, but they have expectations. Yep, yep, yep. God, his younger sister didn't return from the Cas Swan. Jesus. What is she doing? Is she just She's lives dead. in the Cas Oh. <laughs> Uh, my path was clear. Vulcan Science Academy. Gonna lead the council by my 50th year. That's young, man. Uh, oh, please hold back your human tendency to laugh at such lunacy. And remember, I was a very young Vulcan and did not yet understand the implications of such goal. I mean, I'm not here to judge you, Tapon. I'm just here to make your email smaller. <laughs> My, my plans would change. At a science symposium, I found an open seat next to some Starfleet personnel. Um, they discussed a number of issues plaguing them. Time-displaced Victorian-era man named Wardley Scotch. No fucking God, no. <laughs> uh, a man whose origin I could not discern named Spivzy and his bucket <laughs> named Neelix. This is crazy. And the benefit of having a Vulcan radio host. (laughs) At first I thought they were mocking Vulcan culture, but they showed an understanding of Vulcan attitudes towards music that I found quite enlightening. They described the state of Federation radio and a position... And posited that a Vulcan could more easily disseminate a songwriter's true intention, a position I fully agreed with. That sounds a little racist, but whatever. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> it was then when one of their communicators went off that my attention was truly piqued. He had rigged his communicator to play an ancient earth hymn called Push It, written by a <laughs> sodium enthusiast and an illiterate. I had treated the Starfleet <laughs> officer... Spell it, Peppa? <laughs> 
<laughs> I what about treat- Spinderella? I treated the Starfleet officers to explain the meaning of the song, wanting to comprehend what the it being pushed was. I think you know it's a pun. After they revealed the meaning, I realized that my understanding of music was far from complete. Mostly it's about fucking and sucking. <laughs> when, it, when a young officer at the table suggested with a smirk that what's love got to do with it might be more my taste, I thanked yeah. them and left. It's a great song. I listened to the suggested song and found it fascinating. I too considered love a second-hand emotion. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. That's fucking genius. (laughs) Holy shit. If this human songwriter could encapsulate Vulcan ideals so succinctly in verse, (laughs) then perhaps I had dismissed Earth music too quickly. This is like the most genius rambling I've ever heard. (laughs) I immediately returned to Vulcan, resigned my commission at the Science Academy, much to my father's confusion, and informed my mother that I regretted my dismissal of her vocation. Mm. As I stood in the spaceport, waiting for a shuttle to take me to Oniaka 3 for a DJ job I had booked earlier, (laughs) I decided that I was to begin a new life, and thus I should take upon a new name. Tradition, as I'm sure you're aware, often runs counter to logic, and I decided that Vulcan naming conventions were arbitrary. So I took the female T to honor my mother and the word pawn, Vulcan for meaning. Hmm. The poetry is not lost on me. My new purpose in life is to explain the meanings of music of times past, and my name is, of course, to pawn, of meaning. Damn. The first gig... (laughs) The first gig did not go smoothly as I was still new to the vocation, but it was still a learning experience, which of course means it was not a waste. Always end on Berlin. Live long Take and my prosper. Away. To pawn. To pawn's radio program of the USS To pawn's radio program. Take my breath away. So, <laughs> wait one second here. That was incredible that was a lot of information to he doesn't, unpack he doesn't reveal what his actual name is so his name isn't really Tapon. he wasn't though. born Tapon. well as long as he calls himself Tapon, i don't really care yeah he's Tapon now so that I, I didn't actually skip over much of this i just read it really fast <laughs> dude fucking <laughs> Tapon. you know what you earned my respect today I, I too considered love a second hand second hand emotion. It's genius. That's genius. <laughs> that is absolutely genius. Thank That's you, Tapon. You have enlightened us. <laughs> I feel closer to you in a very human, emotional way. I hope you get to push it real good every seven years, Tapon. <laughs> uh, our next email is from Scoops McGee. <laughs> Scoops McGee here. And it's titled, Breaking Federation News. God damn, he's a news guy. Dear Mr. or Mrs. Trek Boys or current resident. Oh, God. We at Federation Inquirer have been working tirelessly to bring you the hottest news this side of the Bajoran wormhole. We don't need to subscribe, it's free. (laughs) Wait a second. We at the Federation Inquirer have been working tirelessly to bring you the hottest news this side of the Bajoran wormhole. As the United Federation of Planets number one most popular news source, we aim to have the highest quality factual scoops from the fine members of our very own Federation. We have our fingers to the pulse, so you don't have to. 
I'm just glad that the New York accent still exists in this time period. Okay, so there is a asterisk after most number one most popular news source mm-hmm. that says, based on a study of which news sources experience the most prolonged eye contact while in line at replicators. Damn, that's, that's like dystopian as fuck, dude. <laughs> and we aim to have the highest quality factual scoops has two asterisks. Which at the bottom says the Federation Inquirer is not responsible for any inaccuracies accidentally or intentionally included in its publication. What kind of news publication is this? You may be wondering why we're contacting you, and the reason is simple. While your neighbors in satellite H through L have subscriptions to our fine publication, we have noticed that you do not. How much is it? This is clearly a misunderstanding. Since we're certain your application for a subscription is in subspace, we've sent you our latest edition, gratis, to tide you over until all the paperwork is settled. Gratis means free. Happy reading! Scoops McGee, lead reporter, USS Federation Inquirer. (laughs) And he did include the Federation Inquirer. Inside the chaotic world of Satellite M, Ensign's pending court-martial, racing dune buggies on pre-warp planet, ordered by Admiral Necheyev to discontinue contact. (laughs) No, not Necheyev! Told Admiral Necheyev to stink it. Ensign (laughs) Henderson disappears for hours, return covered in dune buggy dust. Don't be such a bucket pussy, Jeff. We're not going to get court-martialed again. (laughs) Quadrant exclusive, warbly scotch, my secret bicycle hell. I dare say it was a spot of bother. <laughs> to pawn Trillium D rehab. Oh, no. <laughs> to pawn. That stuff will ruin your life, to pawn. Cord's sous chef quits and tells all. <laughs> Rise aboard of tourism makes spacist remarks. I just think people should stay on the planets they're from. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Breaking news. Mysterious woman on planet M. From planet Nunya. System business. (laughs) Described as bearded and secretive. Taking competitive dune buggy racing by storm. (laughs) Ensign Pennington briefly leads Deep Space Nine. I blew it up, he says. No charges filed. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right, so that one's true. So, Yeah, yeah I remember that one. Uh, charges were filed. <laughs> that is why I'm here. Yeah. Also, fuck you for narking on us about the dune buggies. Yeah, it's bullshit, man. I, I specifically said no comment after I rode that dune buggy real cool. Like, He was wearing sunglasses and everything. Yeah. And I was like, no comment. And then I did the fucking peace sign. And I was like, I'm out of here. And I doom buggy the fuck out. Here, here's a quote for you. Stop being a bucket pussy. What, me? You double dumbass. <laughs> no, I'm talking to Scoops, Scoops McGee. McGee over here. Man, fuck Scoops McGee. I'm not paying for this shit. Uh, keep sending them. Next email. <laughs> I mean, keep sending them grotto or whatever the word is. <laughs> Our next email is from Ike. The president? Yeah. The, t- the subject like line. The subject is, there still isn't a title in the subject line. <laughs> <laughs> Get down, cat. 
They're everywhere on this fucking thing. How did they get here? Somebody replicated them. I don't know. <laughs> yes, yeah, somebody did, Josh. Wasn't me. It was that other guy now who's here, I guess. Still crunching. Hey, Jeff, Josh, I think it's time for a real hard-hitting question. Oh, boy. Would you rather fight a TNG shuttlecraft-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized Klingons? This is like a Reddit thing. So which is it? TNG shuttlecraft-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized Klingons? I mean, ducks are pretty nasty, so I don't want to fight a big duck. Can I like, ride the big duck? Can I get inside of the big duck and fly it around? <laughs> That sounds gross. It would be gross. Uh, I would do the Klingon one. A hundred duck-sized Klingons. They, mean, they would, would tear you up. up. Yeah, but like you could get a few of them. That big duck is gonna fuck your duck. I think up. I'm gonna. It's gonna fuck your duck for gonna sure. Fuck, gonna duck your day up. Well, like I just play Monster Hunter with the big fucking duck, right? I just circle around it and hit its weak points for massive damage. <laughs> So I'm gonna Are go. you fighting it with like an accordion or whatever the fuck you can do in that game? <laughs> an accordion? It's like a big fucking like horn. It's you like can a, fight it with a giant horn. It's like a fucking battle trumpet or something. Yeah. I don't know. And you play it to give your people buffs around you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking silly as hell. Uh, I'm gonna. He's gonna go with the hundred duck sized Klingons, and I'm gonna go with the shuttlecraft sized duck. Yeah, I'll take a few of them out, but they'll ultimately kill me. I mean, they're Klingons. Uh, I'll be flying around in my space duck. Uh, I really don't have anything else to say other than I'm glad you're putting out great stuff. No pitch it or ditches this time, just a heartfelt thanks. Thank you. I love you. Thank you, Ike. I like Ike. He signs it Lieutenant Junior Grade Ike of the USS Intrepid. He's on a really good ship. It's a cool name, ship. I always like that name. Our next email is from Ben Beeler. Hi, Ben. Who says, Captain's Log, Stardate 5002.9. The incident with the Breen has come to peaceful, if tenuous, end. What? When our former... Ch- oh, it looks like we intercepted his transmission. Oh, shit. He probably was trying to send this to his like wife or his mom or something. It seems like he was sending it to Starfleet. <laughs> yeah. His wife or his mom. His mom, Starfleet. <laughs> When our former chief medical officer described the brain as cold in all the right places, I had him court-martialed on one count of spacism, (laughs) one count of knowing references he shouldn't, and one count of being a stone-cold freak. (laughs) God, that's good. Reflecting on this now, I see the wisdom in his words. Did he know this fateful phrase would be the key to a diplomatic solution to their forays in Federation space? He might have. 5.72 minutes of silence pass as the captain stares out the window of his ready room. (laughs) We are to receive our new chief medical officer at Deep Space Nine while we undergo repairs. In the Uh meantime, Captain Thet is assisting us with medical duties aboard ship. While his experience as a medical officer aboard the USS Kumari has been invaluable in his current role, I've found that Andorian bedside manner leaves much to be desired. Great I've re- name. <laughs> I've received several complaints from the new uh, from the crew regarding Thet prescribing walking walking it off, and informing patients he had not realized pink skin was so thin. Did he call anybody a bucket pussy? <laughs> 
<laughs> I have reminded the crew that the situation is temporary. All the same, I have advised Chief Engineer Captain Grawl to focus repairs on the warp drive so we may arrive in Bajoran space sooner. Grawl responded by calling my mother something I would rather not have on record, which I understand to be Tellerite for, I'll give it my best shot, bro, love you. Take it as a compliment, man. Fet's sort of a dick, but I love him too. <laughs> Fet. I love you, Fet. Is CPT captain, or is yeah. it something else? Captain. His chief engineer is a captain. I would think it would be captain, I don't know. Chief mm. Petty something off that's that wouldn't be it no he's got a lot oh yeah he mentioned that everybody on his ship is a captain before how did that happen <laughs> i don't know it's crazy who's in charge <laughs> to raise spirits in the interim i've released the security controls on the replicate replicators so now they can all make real cheesecake ain't no doctor to tell me i can't Yo, Cheesecake is fucking incredible. <laughs> it really is. We released the security controls on all the replicators on Satellite M as I've soon as we like, fucking got here. I've just been, like, sticking it down my pants even when I'm not hungry just so I could be near it. Starting to stink a little bit, I'm not going to lie to you. That might not be the Cheesecake. Who knows? I stick a lot of things down there. I uh, signed it. Captain Ben Des Desrath Beeler of the USS Lollipop A. <laughs> What happened the to the regular lollipop? lollipop? <laughs> <laughs> they blew it up! Damn it! Damn you, Klingons! Damn you, Klingons! So thanks for that email, Ben. I pronounced your last name Beeler correctly. You nailed it, dude. I did it this time. I didn't pronounce it six have different some, ways. Have some cheesecake as a reward. Do you want some pants cheesecake or a fresh batch? Oh, please, a fresh batch for once. Please. Okay, all right. I mean, I've been, like, marinating it, so... So, our next email is titled General Awareness Signal Number 5457781. This sounds like another, uh... Saltines trick. If you are receiving this, you are entering a restricted zone, agreed what? upon by the United Federation. Further entry into this exclusion zone may... I mean, we're not moving that fast. We're, I mean, we're all moving because we're in the universe, but, like, how are we entering? What? Uh, hello? Is this getting through? Where did this come from? Trek boys, it's been a while since my last communique with you all. What? Things have Things have gotten on, weird on this end of space. I kind of had to... It kind, kind of had to bug out for a bit. Where are you? Can't say much, but it definitely did not involve running items for the Ferengi. Definitely not that. Is he winking? I can't really tell from the voice. It's it's just an audio signal, so I don't know. It sounds like he's winking, though. Doesn't so, it? <laughs> it does. I hear the wet winking I can winking hear the eyelids closing. So anyway, after listening to the last M-Class episode, The Defector, I too remember lots about the episode from Syndication Station. Featuring mm -hmm. fan favorites Josh and Mike. <laughs> anyway, I really enjoy the bits of parallel between this specific episode, the neutral zone stuff, and the TOS episode in introducing the Romulans in the first place. Mm -hmm. Having them each crossing the zone, causing either a deliberate or unintended issue. Shoot. Looks like I'm Luke. Signal. I'll send more when I'm less. 
not a space smuggler, pilot Sean Young of the CS Lavanda. Repeat, if you are receiving this, you are entering a restricted zone agreed upon by the United Federation. Bye, Sean. (laughs) Well, that was wild. (laughs) Hope you don't get caught or whatever. Good luck with your smuggling. What does he smuggle? Can he smuggle us some stuff? Because, like, I don't know. We need some more dune buggy tires for our dune buggies <laughs> that they, like... Shh, shh. We're not dune buggying. We've never used dune I buggies. I mean, our new uh, inner tubes for the pool. <laughs> they need to be dune buggy inner tubes. Yeah. That's the best way to float. Our next email is from Drac, son of battle. (laughs) Damn, dude. Subject. Incoming battle mail. Brace for impact. I love battle mail. Incoming subspace transmission. Vessel ID. Federation Daedalus class. Decommissioned. Warning. Serial number unknown. Likely stolen. Registered owner unknown. Likely outlaw. Proceed with caution. Warning. Okay. Stand and deliver, Federation dogs! What a great movie. (laughs) I am Captain Drac, and you are under Drac Attack. (laughs) And by attack, I mean I just wanted to write into your show, tell you what a great job you're doing, and ask some questions. Battle questions. We are honored to answer your questions, Captain Drac. You bring us honor. Kapla. Let us begin. Okay. Red alert! All hands to battle stations! What? Is this the part of the questions, or is this happening on his ship right now? All hands to battle question stations. (laughs) How many battles have you two engaged in? Do you have impressive scars? Uh, There was the battle of getting more cheesecake, which happened earlier today. But I won, because I got more. Uh, There was the battle... What? Nothing. What'd you say? You wouldn't listen anyway. There was the battle of uh, telling Jeff to shut up, which is commencing right now. Jeff, shut up. Uh, Why don't you shut up? Fired back, bitch. (laughs) You're a very honorable opponent, Jeff. (laughs) There was the battle of trying to get away from those dune buggy dudes when we were dune buggying on the planet. Those guys are Holes, Why do they have machine guns? That doesn't even make any sense. I don't know, man. Somebody gave them machine guns in the script. <laughs> it's like Mad Max down on that planet. They should know like, about that shit. It's like crazy Mad Max because those dudes like are weird. Yeah, it's like Mad Max if they were fucking Tuscan Raiders. That's exactly what it is. Shit. I don't have any impressive scars. I, I do have a little tiny scar on my forehead where I fell and a stick went in my forehead when I was a little kid. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just a little one. It's I had a like I had glasses and messy brown hair when I was younger and a little scar on my forehead. I bit through my cheek one time, but the scar is on the inside of my you face. You poor baby. Yeah. What are your favorite weapons to do battle with? Why is the answer Batleth? Batleths are awesome. Can I have a Batleth, do you think? Can you bring one to us? You could replicate a Batleth, but I'm pretty sure that you would cut something important and we would die. 
I mean, I'm really busy replicating cheesecake now. It's sort of my thing, so I guess he's, maybe He's later. artisanally replicating cheesecakes now. I just set them up and look at them. I'm not even hungry for cheesecake anymore, but I can't stop. It's really a problem. We've eaten so much cheesecake that neither of us even wants it anymore. But there's it's, like a hundred cheesecakes over every surface. It's a good thing that this doesn't cause, like, ill effects because it's, like, made out of magic food protein or something. It stinks so bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Have you ever accidentally read aloud and coated Romulan communicate? Hey! Hey, oh, hey, we all talk about that here. <laughs> Don't bring that up. <laughs> yeah, man, come on, be cool, man. Where was the site of your greatest battle? Oh, uh, I'd like to think that that is still to come. <laughs> I'd say on the battlefield of hearts and minds, which I've won. Does Battlefield Earth count as a thing? Because I watched that once. That was a battle to sit through. I'll tell you that and much. That's my greatest scar also. The, the scar on my psyche. He asks if we've ever battled and lost next. So there mm. it is. We tried to watch that horrible fucking movie. I think we won, but ultimately war makes us all lose. So It's true. I lost the battle for my first court martial. Probably my second too, honestly. We'll see. Well, you're going up against Bitchayev. I mean, Jesus, she's like um, the principal of high school Starfleet, dude. Fuck her. It's kind of hot though. Yeah, it's like the women in power thing. I'm into it. Yeah. Anyway, he continues. <laughs> How did you restore honor to your family? I did not. My family is from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> what is best in life? Uh, uh, cheesecake. Cheesecake. And <laughs> hearing the lamentation of people who don't have replicators to replicate cheesecake. The Bajorans, I guess. <laughs> they got like 12 of them now. Why doesn't your satellite have a battle bridge? Mm, we're kind of science guys here, so we, do, we don't... We we do have a bridge, but neither of us ever goes to it. Like, they didn't trust us to run the station. It's, like, right? boring up there. There's, so, like, nothing to do. There's a robot up there. Yeah. The, what is it called? The Mechanized Intelligent Computer Core? We uh, call it yeah. Mick. 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 Oh, sorry. Is he from Australia? Yeah, it's the Mechanized yeah. Intelligent Computer Core, Mick. <laughs> is there some exocomps running around, too? I've seen some exocomps. It's wild up here, guys. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just, like, really high on cheesecake, but I swear to God I've seen Exocops. But Mick actually runs the station because they didn't trust us to run it. I keep, I keep asking if he's Australian, but he doesn't listen to me, so... I think they programmed him not to talk to us. Yeah, that's smart of them Which just do. makes me want to talk to him more. He's you know? Kind of, yeah. He's, like, unattainable, so I want him more. Exactly. Mick. <laughs> Have you ever had a battle maneuver named after you? Like the Riker maneuver? Um, uh, let me think. Not that I know of. Uh, I got really good at, uh, Klingon Cunnilingus. Maybe they named one after me there. <laughs> um... I, I, I'm like the master of the 48-hour nap. They call that the Pennington Maneuver. 48 hours? That's crazy. 
That's a nap. That's a power nap. <laughs> That's like a coma, man. Look, I don't have a lot to do up here. <laughs> you're you're here to security and stuff. Yeah, I'm here know. to protect you, but no one ever comes here except guys who do crunches in the corner underneath blankets. Hopefully they leave soon, because like, this is kind of like a two-man operation. <laughs> yeah. There's, you can't do a 69 with three people. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a Celtic knot of sorts. I don't really even know. <laughs> I have. It involves firing yourself out of a torpedo tube, armed with nothing but a phaser, ditching the phaser halfway, and ordering a batleth to be fired out of another tube instead. There's, there's a lot of that going on today. <laughs> so you can catch it in mid-vacuum and slice through the enemy's hull. I'd like to see you try that one, Space Danger, you talentless fraud. Oh, no! <laughs> I'm with Captain... What's his name? Grok? Is somebody saying space danger? Go back to doing your fucking crunches. Shut up, Captain Dangerfield. I anyway, like Grok. It looks like it's time for the crew's bi-hourly two-hour battle training montage set. <laughs> bi-hourly two-hour? <laughs> so I'll bid fuck. you good hunting and see you on the battle bridge. Yellow alert. All hands to camel toe accentuating aerobic <laughs> uniforms. Time to tone those battle glutes, crew. Please send a video. I would like to train like you do. Uh, audio fades out as Love is a Battlefield starts playing. Transmission ends. I fucking love Grok. Is that his name? Grok? His name is... <laughs> Drak. Sorry. Drac, son Drac. of battle. Son of battle. Um, I love you. Not to repeat the same exact mistake I repeated before. Yeah. But there are some words that are highlighted and bolded in this. Don't so I'm going to go them. ahead and read them. It says, where is Riker? Oh, no. <laughs> Don't know what that means. <laughs> that'll sort itself out. I, I'm sure that'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> next email <laughs> that's actually the end of the emails today we made it we had a lot of them today we met a lot of colorful characters yo uh i'd like to say that these emails are incredible i fucking love them all so much i mean all right this is this is this is this is the show now. This is the whole show now. This is the crazy thing is, like, all I can wonder is, like, what do non-patrons think of the show now? I don't know, man. They're like, fuck, there's, like, a storyline now? What's happening? I mean, this is the world we live in. Oh. We can only respond to the emails we get, guys. So if you That's want true. less storyline and more real emails, you can shoot us one. At mclassemail at gmail.com, all singular. <laughs> if you want to create your own original character and have us give them a silly voice, do that too. <laughs> I did like 30 voices this episode. You did really great. That Thank was amazing. You. Thank you. You did a great job. I like Drax, how you Drax's pulled away. voice hurts my throat. I know, Drax is tough. I like how you, for uh, Captain Rodney Dangerfield or whatever, you pulled away. That was good. <laughs> that was I'm, smart. I'm a, I'm a great actor. That's like next of. level radio acting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, seriously, thanks all you guys for writing in because, like, 
I don't I don't care that this podcast has gone off the rails and it's become something completely different because yeah, I really love never it so was much. on the rails to begin with. It's at this point like M class email has just taken on a life of its own that was never intended. Yeah. And I love it. It's great. Thank you so much for the emails. Um, you can follow us over at M at M Class Podcast on Twitter. I think I'm gonna start tweeting a little bit in universe stuff. Hell yeah. I think that'll be fun. Hey, Hopefully man. that doesn't send people running for the hills when they go to find this podcast. Good thing there's no hills in space. There are hills uh, on the dune buggy planet. That's what makes it such a great dune buggy planet. You can't Not that dune we buggy have ever hills. dune buggied ever. No, as I would, I was, I was about to say, if we were to do that, <laughs> which we didn't, we would never. Nope. Um. Anyway, everything seems to be going great up here on Satellite M today. I, we definitely didn't die in a horrible sun-related accident. Nope. Something saved us, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember what saved us, but we're both alive, so maybe I Maybe we'll get the answers to that next time. <laughs> I guess sure. we might find out next time. I'm sure we will. On M-Class Email. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.